0: Welcome to episode eighteen, um, and it's our one-year anniversary episode. Um, Pro Painter Podcast has officially now been running for over a year. Hurrah to us! Yay! Yay. Woo. Woo. Yeah. So that's Jesus. That that's come and gone quick, isn't it? Yeah, it has flown it, it has come.
1: It, it's flown past, but it also seems like a long, long time ago.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I'm pretty happy that you know, if you consider the output of an awful lot of other uh, podcasts. We've got 18 episodes out in the first year. That's that's pretty good. Not I think, bad. Not I think that, bad. That's pretty darn good going, to be fair.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, how are you guys? So it's, a, it's, a, it's a regular episode. We're a week behind. Um, that's really because I was being a little bit selfish and uh, wanted to get my my business all set up, so I'll go into that in a little bit, because eh, people hopefully will find it interesting. Um, but we'll start with Rob, because I know you're you're raring to go. Um, I think you're kicked back, beer in hand, e-cigarette in the other, full of info you want to <laughs> splash all over our listeners' ears.
1: Yeah, um, well, yeah. Uh, hi, guys. And uh, if you just want to say thank you to everyone to, who's been listening, who's been with us through the, this journey over the last 12 months, it's been uh, been very very nice uh, to be sort of doing it and watch the podcast grow as uh, uh, you know very um, appreciative of all the people that have done the sort of the guest episodes as well and, and sort of putting their their time and helping us kind of perhaps grow our, our listenership through that as well which is very much appreciated I think they've been a, a roaring success but yeah I've got plenty to talk about, but I think we'll, we'll get the intros over, shall we, and there's some uh, some bits and bobs that I want to I cover off, but there's a couple of main topics that I want to do a bit of a deeper dive on, so I'll, I'll let Ian get a word in Edgeways first, and we'll huh. perhaps go over that later. The ever-quiet Ian Gilmore. Right. Yeah. You like,
0: Matt? I'm um, very well, mate. It's your so, intro, so you, you can... Good. You know, yeah. so, I, been, I'm all right, too. Um, I'm all right as well, mate.
2: I'm good. well I, I know you're all right you're always all right um <laughs> i've been um doing lots of stuff recently actually like very i've been learning how to paint quickly which is quite a different skill for me so since we last recorded i've done 20 chain rasps um the skeletons from uh, shade spire seven of those I've done one of the orcs from shade spire and i've done some tyranids and i've done I've started doing some workshops, so I've just been yeah learning how to do things quickly. So it's quite um. So I can't remember if I just mentioned before on the podcast how the I was doing the night haunt with the different spray cans. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. So yeah. So I've carried on with that with the with the different colour spray cans. Get a like a very almost like a opposite gradient you know, from black at the top to white at the bottom. Um, and chuck a load of night gloom over it and a bit of dry brushing. So, those are really quickly they, when they're okay from a well put away. Yeah, they're not, they're not, um, they don't, what's the right word, stand up to scrutiny. But they quite a striking look to them, which I'm quite happy with. Yeah.
1: Um, Have you, I, I just a quick one. I know it's something that you haven't. Sort of used the technique much in, in the past because you said you weren't you, you weren't sort of quite confident in getting the best results out of it. But have you found using the airbrushes have you made that oh. sort of undercover trip to Super Drugs yet to, to pick up your your um, mm. makeup brushes or have you been using I don't know, I a love. fucking artificial layer brush or something mm-hmm. some shit that you probably use?
2: I bought a Conto um, eyeshadow brush, which nice is a small specific. one. Yeah, quite specific. Um, and I've been using the GW dry paints, which oh, okay. I, I really like now. Yeah, I think they work really well. Um, so I used um, quite a lot of dry brushing on the skeletons as well, and that was to do the bone. I just um, spray coated them white, um, put a wash all over the bone, which was um, roughly one part... Um, the brown uh, shade, the army painter one, the dark tone, one part intensity black, which is a shade um, scale seventy five ink, and um, about two to three parts um, Lamia medium, and it's kind of it's quite dark, but it's quite um, so it gives a very good definition of the recesses. Then I just dry brush white over the top, and a little bit of definition afterwards with a bit of black into the deeper joints and. That's the bone done, so it's quite yeah so I've been learning how to do things quickly. Um, I've also been um, just because I did shades by things so the intention is to do treat every different I'm gonna intend to do all the different gangs and treat and um, learn something new with each of them. Um, so that's the skeleton of the dry brushing, but also um, I was stuck with a base. In, so I just thought what would what would Rob do? so I looked at I looked at color theory. Um, looked at what the, the so did the sort the of cloaks and material in red. So I found what was the opposite of that and just painted the bases in that colour. So they, they now are staggered on scale green and salt, clay brush with sotek uh, blue. So yeah, so it worked quite well. So it's quite a contrast using the um, paint picker app to nice. decide what to, yeah. But yeah, it's quite, um, bag, I, I don't know why I haven't thought of it before. Just choose the choose the colour of the basin based on colour theory just on the opposite
1: yeah how's that
2: because it's complementary yeah yeah, it's it's complementary but it's also quite contrasting yeah so yeah so that's what I've been doing not a bit of everything
0: Awesome. Cool. interesting to hear you talking about speed painting and it's absolutely no shock to me whatsoever that you decided to speed paint Ninth Hort as they seem to be the number one speed painted army at the moment, um, which I find quite interesting when you think about it because, um, you know, essentially they're big models covered in cloth. And people don't normally dry brush cloth, you know, uh, and there's a lot of yeah. detail in and they take it really well. And and I have seen kind of these these hints of these armies. I mean, Russ Veals is a good example of where he's got these beautiful <laughs> blends through the use of the airbrush. Very, very, very subtle. Um, but I would like to see, you know, a Ninth Haunt. I think a Ninth Haunt army painted with proper brush blends are like quite strong, um contrast between the recesses uh, but blend through to kind of a lighter highlight i think that that will look amazing but it will take a lot of time to do so
1: i was gonna say you want to i mean yeah. you know if you if you're doing them i think they like i say the they um they look like i don't know what i'll go in sort of like my, my my uh my blending segment in a bit um but i think they uh they take quite they, they look like they uh targeted black targeted shades rather than all over shades and things like that as something that i've uh, really sort of started to to use and i think it's like a knight army you know you, you could probably cut quite a few corners in as far as just just you know skipping unnecessary processes uh or stages in the process to get a decent result I, I, yeah i
2: think you can what helps is you can get away with a very, very limited palette because you can just do yeah, yeah. one. So yeah. mine are essentially three colours. So it's the green, it's the metal and the sort of black for wood and anything that's essentially not um, green or metal. And yeah, so it just it's ridiculously quick. So it's, yeah, I'm quite enjoying them. So I might, I'm I'm going to finish the starter set. I taunt and um, might at some point, because it's quite quick to do, I might expand them in the future when, I just, when it takes my fancy. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Brilliant. Yeah, it's um, so what about the daughters then, to be honest. What have you been doing with them? Um, not a
2: lot. Just been um, avoiding doing witch elves. Um, so I've done some base coating of the next ten. Um, but they are I need to you're at the stage now where they're ready to start layering the flesh, right? Which is, um, yeah, it's, it's time consuming and it's, um, but it needs to be done with the it can't be rushed, so I need to be in the right frame of mind to do it. So mm. I'm doing stuff that I can be do, doing quicker first,
0: yeah.
2: Um, but I, but I need to get the witch done before I move on to
0: anything else. So, how many um, you got 40 did you say in total? Which got sort 40, of in
2: to- 40 in total. Um, I've done twenty, ten are about ten percent finished, twenty-five percent finished, and I'm at. and ten are just sitting undercoated. Yeah. So yeah, so once those are done, I'll be moving on to something more interesting. But yeah. I need to I need to if I don't finish them at the beginning, they I won't go back to them. I know. So, yeah, so it's army army painting psychology.
0: I think it's it, it's something that I don't do and a lot of people probably do the same where you are saying you know you need to be in the frame of mind to finish those models off and I think that's quite commendable. I you know I would in your scenario I'd probably rush to get them finished and know once they're done that my standards were were lower um at the end than they were at the start which I think they always kind of I think that always happens anyway but I know from some of the things I've done in the past that that can that can end up going a bit extreme. So no, fair play, kudos.
2: Yeah, hopefully I'm, I'm quite. Um, I'm not sure the like, OCD about it. As soon as I now I've, I know how to do it, I will do it in exactly the same way every time. Yeah. So I can't. I won't. I don't vary it, which oh. is one of the which. Um, it's good because I get the same standard across, say, a wide range of models. But it's bad because if it takes a long time, it takes a long time over a wide range of models. So it's very much, um, yeah, a balancing act. Um, The other thing that I've been doing, which I haven't done recently, is been listening to some podcasts, and um, just like to mention, there's a good um, segment on the two Ps in a pod podcast regarding transfers, where they talk about how they apply in. Um, transfers using the Microsol or Microset um, which is something I'm intending to do it but I haven't had a chance to do it yet but the way they described it was really useful and quite descriptive how it's actually done because a lot of it's just um, skimmed over on, the, on the, the websites and on the back of the bottles and um, like various people just say just use them just brush it on and use it which is not particularly helpful but they actually go in quite some depth about how it's actually done and the different um, stages of yeah, using those particular somewhere. projects. Yeah, just tips. little tips and
1: tricks and sort of insider info it, on, on how to use them. Like you said, rather than just reading yeah. the instructions. And the, the, the thing is, is the, the the good thing about that, and um, is obviously with with transfers, you can you know if you get it wrong, you know if you paint you know if you paint something if you're doing a bit of freehand. You know, and, and it's you can either paint over it, or if it gets to the point where it's too thick, you can sand it back. You haven't really lost anything. Whereas if you know decent transfers are quite, you know, unless you get like, the ones that come in the use the ones that are coming in the boxes that you get with the figures, which I don't think they do a lot of these days. So well, Gw certainly not as much as um, they have done. I mean, I guess I, I don't play enough, or haven't been doing enough 40k. I think it's probably a bit more prevalent in 40k yeah. than it is AOS. But certainly, um, you know, if you mess up a transfer, you're down a transfer on not you? you know what I mean? Whereas if you're, you know, if you mess up a little bit of a paint job, then you can always, yeah, you, know, you haven't used, really used that much paint, so it's kind of, it's good because you know, learning those tips, you're not, you're not actually losing, you know, you're, you're less likely to to waste yeah. your money, yeah, get, get it right first time, yeah. See,
2: so, so yeah, so that's I think it was episode. I'm going to say 27, I might be wrong of the number, but it's definitely worth a listen if you, if people have got any intention of using transfers for, awesome. um, for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I've, I've got some and haven't used it yet because um, so I just haven't needed to. But um, I think, just in general, really, um, the two piece in the podcast is particularly great they're in that niche where they you know they're playing a bit of everything you know they've got Lord of the Rings on the go uh, you've got 40k in AOS so that's you know if you just want a general kind of overview of the yeah really really good to listen to and you can tell it's just two good mates chatting hobby um, and they've had some like, good interviews and things on recently as well so yeah always always recommend them um, I don't think they get I don't think they get enough love to be honest from the community so do, do definitely go and check them out um, they're great to whack on in the background while you're hobbying away. Um, <laughs> great to whack on while you whack off? Probably not. Prob- <laughs> I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with get, no. I can't think of any the any podcast. Whack, whack
1: us on while you whack off. <laughs> Maybe we should start with great tag, right,
0: it? <laughs> Maybe we should start with um, But on the, on the note oh, of God. other podcasts, um, yeah, I wanted to give some kind of general shout-outs um, as well. I mean, I'm so far behind with everything because what i mentioned, obviously, setting up my own business, but um, I know that the, the just playing... So, the chaps uh, I actually met... Um, Ian, I chatted with and played at Blackout. Oh, there's Ian with his... Uh, he's got his ambulance button <laughs> on again. Awesome. Yes. Um, so, it's the just play guys <laughs> um i think they've got it there in a store uh up north so it's the just play wargaming podcast uh, and it's called just saying um they're very gaming focused a very kind of looking at the game of aos from a competitive standpoint so if you're interested in that aspect of it um it's almost kind of a little bit more kind of the eighth mentality where we used to go into things a lot more detail um they're definitely worth a listen it's quite a good kind of almost companion to us if you want a kind of a structured look at both sides of the coin we'll talk about the hobby and the painting and you know yeah we're gamers, but. They'll kind of do the in depth side of the game, so go and check them out. Um, really nice guys, and very kind of, you know, very um, I don't want to try to think what the word is not excited, but you know, their interest is talking about the game from a competitive aspect. So, do do go and check them out. I'm not up to date with them at all, um, but I know a lot of the guys in our group speak very, very, very positively of them, so do check them out. <coughs> Cool, I should give them a listen. Yeah, I think that they're, they're, they're definitely worth it. Um, but don't do what I did and go on Twitter and search for Just Playing Ian and accidentally miss the G off at the end of playing because you get amazing comments from Daddy saying, Yo betcha, get you little son, liking on my baby girl. Frowny face, frowny face, <laughs> frowny face. Ian got a baby girl yet, just practising shit. I'm not playing with forward slash these, but these little bum juniors. So don't do that because you'll nice. just get loads of street talk. So probably not the best idea.
1: Well, do you know, I, I did, I did a very similar thing with Google the other day. Um, and uh, I don't have um, my gift game. Isn't as as strong as yours Matthew. You seem to have, you know, especially in the chat. And a lot of you boys on there seem to have a gift for every situation. I'm sure you've got a special little folder on your phone where you keep them all. Um, but I, there's the, um, the 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 guy for, i can never remember the actor's name but the asian asian guy with the um or he's saying gay at the back of the classroom um and then the no offense but don't search gay gif on, uh, <laughs> on google brilliant all right i mean if you like that sort of thing then do um you know but uh it's, that- it's, it's quite an eye-opener
0: is that why you've been really hard to get hold of on WhatsApp? Because I'm assuming you just backed up your entire phone's data with gay gifts. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah for I've every to, occasion. Uh,
1: yeah, that's it. Exactly. But yeah, I, I do Awesome.
0: Awesome. Um, yeah, while we're on the route of shout outs, uh, I wanted to say that um, uh, getting the guys on for Raw last episode was really good. So if you haven't listened to that, do go and have a listen. Um, it's a really good kind of you know if you not if you're not overly sure about narrative but you can hear me kind of realize the stuff they're going to be doing at raw just sounds awesome so do go and have a listen to that um you know Jimbo and Mitzi come across particularly well obviously check out their their podcast channel as well Uh, Sorry, their um their youtube channel kind of more of their particular brand of shenanigans and beer tasting so do always make sure you check them out and like I said last episode really really good really enjoyed that um on, on that
2: on that topic i've started um sculpting your potato as well my
0: I just about
2: my, yeah potatoification um I yeah so i've decided to try to do it completely from scratch okay with just um which i I started and i realized that i forgot how hard sculpting was <laughs> yes so it's not fucking easy. So, no so um we'll see it might turn out that' shit but
0: well it'll be. For me, it's kind of good because I keep, you know, I'm like I, I, I'm indecisive a lot of times, so I'm flip flopping. So a lot of events coming up. I've gone back to playing my Cthurgle. Um so I'm not really much of a fan of the Zinch at the moment. I won't won't go into it too much, but um, I, I'm really I played a couple of games with my Cthurgle again, which has been a lot of fun. So I was like, oh, I could take them to Raw, but the simple fact that you're doing the potatoification is keeping me firmly on the on the Zinch side of things. So. I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah. I'd like to know you, you keep yeah. me straight. Good, yeah. I've drawn
2: some. I even drew some concept art. Oh, to, to like plan it out. Literally, literally on the back of an envelope.
0: Brilliant. You have to share that with
2: me? No, well, it's going to be a surprise, isn't it? Oh,
0: okay, cool. That's fine. No, it'll, t- it'll turn up in the post. <laughs> awesome.
2: Your little little it's potato. Just, so it's
0: just going to arrive in the post.
2: Yeah, it's just going to arrive. i are not going to tell you I sent it. <laughs> okay, brilliant.
0: Um, what I will say is if anybody is doing any events and they want us to give a shout-out, uh, as we did last episode, do let us know. Um, obviously, we've got a lot coming up. I mean, one I do want to specifically make a mention to is obviously our awesome sponsor, Curtain Games, who, to be honest, if it wasn't for these guys, I, don't, I think I'd just be skint. Like, I don't even know if I'm able to play AOS at the moment um so it's awesome that they sponsor us with products that's what they do you know they 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 provide copies of the of the core set the rule books and everything that we can make sure we're up to date also means with the awesome announcement of beast men which we'll get onto in more in a minute we'll have that book and we'll be able to kind of you know uh, give you our thoughts on that straight away and um, they've got a doubles event coming up at their store so again it's curtain games um just outside exeter uh, it's 30 pound for a doubles event for one day um 6th of october um doubles is always good they've got seven tickets left at the moment so that's 14 people seven teams do go honestly i can't encourage people enough to get signed up for that uh it'd almost be awesome if you two came and did it but i I get the logistical nightmare of that happening um so do go and check out Curtin. and as always they've got a really good really clear website they're getting the new releases up regularly um they're hitting up stuff like legion as well um true stock levels uh, decent price before you get free postage so you know support them support them support them because as long as we keep them happy they'll keep us happy and they'll keep us doing what we're doing so that that's really important um and this weekend so you'll be listening to this on friday and on saturday uh, a load of us will be up at their what they're calling their second edition slaughter um their first aos2 event uh, on saturday so super excited for that and i'm going to see if i can make it a hat trick because i've won the last two so see if i win three in a row don't think it's going to happen but it could so it'll be interesting to see what happens and they've got live stream and everything set up now so you can check them out on the live streaming side um and to go hand in hand with that um i wanted to give a quick shout out to um uh, bravery one they've got their so they've had their very well received um particularly this year um the, the bravery one british open which is bobo uh, which obviously we we weren't out but a lot of great feedback one thing i wanted to say is i love the fact they did one to three for coolest army and for painting which i think is really you know i, lo- I love that that's I don't think an event could do better than that, other than, you know, chucking in some judges' choices as well. So that's awesome. Um, So they've got Crim Bobo coming up, which... I simply can't attend. I don't know if you two are interested, but um, unfortunately I've got my stag do reunion and we've got um, we've got Raw kind of earlier in that time cycle. So it's on the 23rd of November. Um, if it's below 50 players, I think they're on about 46. So they're doing pretty well on the players front. It'll be a one-dayer. Um, it'll be a two-dayer otherwise if they go over the 50 players. Um, basically a Christmas party, games, um, £23 deposit. The details are on Twitter, so follow um, at Warhammer underscore AOS. So go and check them out. Um, we're going to be doing a little bit of, possibly doing a little bit of sponsorship with them for some of the painting awards. So I have if you two are tempted to rock up to that one.
2: Where is it? Where is it? Do
0: you uh,
2: know, is, it Link- is it Lincoln Way?
0: Yeah, it's,
1: Lincoln, it's a think, yeah. The tram show, I think. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I, I can't, I can't make it because obviously that I think it's the weekend after that we've got our little man feast um, thing going on. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I, I, although I, I will be going to the standard Bobo tournament next year, I've uh, I've pledged my my attendance to that. So looking forward to it's a bit of a trek, but I think it's only right that we uh, we support. A, you know a, a different i mean it sounds like it's good it's just a different uh, type of thing you know it's very much in the it seems like a like an old old school tournament but turned up to eleven doesn't it you know with a live band and you know lots of uh sort of fun and games as it were um and bunny ears uh, but like i said just being able to uh you know given that you know given that I know it's very there's some very cutting edge lists and stuff i don't don't really Expect to do well from that point of view, but it'd be nice to um, you know. like us so say you've got the six sort of awards really for the for the hobby side of things um, with the one, two, three in in both coolest and best painted, and they've got some really awesome, really awesome um, trophies as well in the form of weapons, very similar to what Facehammer do with theirs as well. So um, I fully intend next year to have a couple of weapons hanging proudly in my Hobby
0: room, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Like you
1: like said. Sorry, um, go on, on. Yeah,
0: I was just going to say, and know obviously there's there's kind of been a little bit of there's always a, there's kind of a little bit of friction around the events, just because you know there's a bit of an acquired taste kind of thing. But uh, I think you just need to at the end of the day, so many people absolutely love the event. Um, you know, and they, they've literally got nothing but amazingly positive stuff to say about it. So that's yeah, what yeah, that yeah. is at the end of the day. If people go thoroughly enjoying it, then you know that, that is what it is. So yeah, That's we do want, do want to give them a little shout out, um, and you've segued straight on to my next point. Unless you've got anything to mention, oh, Rob.
1: Uh, no, I, I can I can I can bide my time. it would be well worth the wait, listeners. Yeah, cool. I've got lots <laughs> of things to talk about.
0: Yeah, so I just wanted to say, so pretty uh yeah, I think it's going to be three weeks to the day um for Face Hammer uh, when you're listening to this episode. Um, and I just wanted—I just want to kind of uh, mention something, just to make you know, if anybody's listening and they're going to Face Hammer, which we're not going to tout Face Hammer because it's sold out and they've got a waiting list, and it's going to be brilliant. I think, I think now Element Games is my favourite venue. I think Firestorm was great for Blackout, but it feels a bit kind of, it feels a bit worn. I think they need to spend a little bit of money on it, but obviously not not, not something to get into right now. But yeah, so it's going to be brilliant. Obviously run out run by the Face Hammer guys, but. Please, please, please do take a look. We've got three weeks... Really not that long to kind of get something done for their painting competition. I think it'd be awesome if we can get loads of entries for it this year. Um, so I'm actually taking up my Cathergo so I can enter some of my my Zeech stuff that I'm happiest with um, into some of the categories. Uh, I'm also painting up uh, at least one very specific model to enter into the into the categories. And I know that Ian, you pushed yourself last last year to kind of get some entries into those as well. Um, so Thank I just you. want I just wanted to say. If you're going to face hammer and you can spare the time, um, you know, it doesn't matter what level you're painting to. If you can sit down and spend a couple of weeks painting a model for one of the entries or a unit or whatnot, that'd be awesome to see like as many in there as possible. Um, note that it can't be something for your army because it, it basically goes in the cabinet on the Sunday. So you <laughs> won't be able to use it. So it's all good. Like spending, you know, you might spend all. Well, Rob, for example, spends two years making Balakor. Um, then can't use it a face hammer if he wants to enter it into the competition, so or knowing Rob he'd probably just play the Sunday without the model in his army
2: yeah I'll create a spend another That's two years plan. create, a, create a, another stunt to <laughs>
1: no yeah well no, the um sigvald I is gonna be my when when I'm like unfortunately can't make it this year Boom. um Boom. So, uh through uh, different reasons, mainly being. You know, mainly child-related reasons.
0: No, that is doesn't um, way That
1: never no, no, gets But uh, I've got a very um, uh, ambitious. I'm going to do. I, I think I'm just going to potentially do one one miniature, perhaps another one if I have time. So I've got an idea for another one. Um, but Sigvald, my Sigvald conversion based on the uh, the new Eldar Vizark model. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll let you into a little bit of a, a little bit of an insight, listeners. Um, but I'm gonna do his armor. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna attempt to do his armor like crystal. um oh, wow. So it's gonna be like a very sort of it's almost I've been looking into sort of painting techniques. And it's almost like a reverse non-metallic metal kind of technique So it is it's, if you get if you nail it right, there's less blending and stuff than non-metallic metal. So technically, it's easier. Well, there's a lot less work to do. But if you get it, if you get any of the highlights wrong, it just looks weird and doesn't. Do you know what I mean you have to nail the the sort of placements and stuff. So uh, that's kind of where I'm going with that. And I think I'm even to the point where um, I'm going to do it so the crystals transparent and you can see, like you can see his skin and stuff underneath it almost I was looking at a couple of models online where people have done like busts or sort of standalone figures for tournaments where they've got like um, you sort of see and like these almost like nerd porn models of women with like really thin sort of gossamer sort of gowns on and stuff and they they do it so they paint it so you get with like sort of flesh tones where the gowns meet the, the leg or something like that and you can It gives it that look of being transparent almost. Um, The one thing that was uh, a bit of a recent inspiration with that is almost it's a similar technique to uh, how Lady Alinda's highlights on, you know, where you can see a skull through the veil.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I've seen someone do like Lady Alinda with that, and it's almost transparent, like a gossamer kind of thing, where you can see the actual skull through it. Um, and it, I think just sort of I, I haven't entirely convinced on that bit of the techniques. I think doing the crystal arm was going to be hard enough but something it's going to be you know it's, it's never, it's not going to be something that's going to ever be a gaming piece it's going to have a, a, a sort of a scenic base on a, on a plinth Ian you love a plinth don't you um, mm. so it's going to have a triggered triggered Ian um, <laughs> it's, it's going to it's going to have a plinth and it's going to have you know like you sort of see where it's almost like a little mini diorama um yeah so full on full on you know best of my ability paint thing and i think next you know a year to get that done as well as the there's each portion of my belakor army i think it's a realistic goal potentially
0: awesome for <laughs> sounds I was fucking mental but yeah, yeah. okay um, fair play that's not something I would I would be trying to challenge uh, trying to attempt to be honest so um, fair play well,
1: I've got, I, it, it, it is, um, we'll put it in we'll put, I'll, I'll tweet it from the um, from the podcast accounts so people can have a look but there's a. The, I got the inspiration from uh, as a, a gentleman I got, I'll credit the I'll find the guy on Facebook and credit him in, on, the, on the post but um, he's done Painting Marathi in a very—it's very similar to um, uh, Ben Sava's uh, lovely sort of mixed order army that he, he he had a blackout, but that very sort of like Byroness kind of limited palette type thing. Um, but he's done Marathi's headdress rather than the gold that it is on the sort of box art but he's doing in that like crystal kind of paint scheme. And it just looks amazing. So I've been I've uh, been back and forth with him on Facebook Messenger a couple of times to try and get some pointers. But, yeah, that's uh, kind of the inspiration. So it'll be very similar in colors as well to that. So I'll, 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 I'll tweak that when, when we're finished here and, and people can have a look and see what they think.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm sure people will be well interested in seeing that, to be honest, particularly with the credit. So definitely do that via the account. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, cool so the other big announcement is um pro painted studios uh has finally opened its doors so that's my yay 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 long time coming so for those who don't know i've been working for the last year or so uh with a with a dodgy chinese laser engraver kind of making little gaming tools and token sets for kind of club what's their name and people have met off the uh, off the tournament scene. It's not literally a little Chinese person engraving. <laughs> <It's> um, <laughs> um, so it kind of has limitations.
1: Oh, I'm listening. Oh no, no, no! We can do that. To racist. Sorry. Apologies, Stop. listeners. Stop. Can you cut? They can to that. Stop. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, I've. Um, I've been building up kind of my experience of working with that for the last year or so uh, but never really had anything I can commercially sell because it's never I'm quite I what, I what I do I really want stuff to be 100% so um, there seems to be demand for it and you know I, I've I've spoken to plenty of people who... I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. I played Darren Watson, uh, I think the last game at South Coast GT this year, um, and he had his, his well-known Nurgle list, um, which features unit forty 40 uh, Chaos Marauders in there, uh, obviously marked with Nurgle. And I think he's got about four different command abilities uh, and spells that you can cast on that one unit. And that's before you even bear in mind all the command abilities and everything, and the realm spells you can get now in AOS 2. And... You know, he chucks it all into combat, turn one. And he looks at me and he goes, which spells did I get off? I I don't know. So we just had to kind of remember and guess what it was he, he cast and done on that unit and that's that's exactly where, where there's oh, a lot
1: more buffs isn't there these days I seem yeah. to think from yeah. looking at the games.
0: Yeah so it's exactly what, what I want to cater to is literally people need little tokens to to track in game effects um, and I'll make sure they're a good product and um, that they have the rules. So my tokens have the rules, not you know the name of the ability and stuff, but it has the you know the effect in the game. Um, then alongside that we've got um, the start of the merch which is um, Painted combat gauges. Um, there'll be a lot more to come. Hopefully, we'll add some other objects like T-shirts and things. But yeah, we've um, got stickers. Uh, but the stickers go out. So everyone who places an order online, you get a Pro Painter Studio sticker. Um, nice. And so, I like my stickers. Yeah, stickers are good. I, I like them. They came through. I was like, yeah, these, these are cool. I like these. Um, so if you check out, it's nice and easy. It's www.propaintedstudios.co.uk. Um, postage is very cheap because we can send out a lot of these things um, in quite small envelopes. So we're only £1.50, £1.49 to be precise for 2nd cast delivery. Um, but we do do free delivery over £25. Um, some of the token sets are quite expansive, so Stormcast in particular – so many abilities to track. So the idea is you buy the token set and it gives you everything you need to play a game with Stormcast. Um, some of the factions, so you've got Deepkin and Iron Jaws being examples. We, lo- we know people absolutely love stacking their command abilities. So... The Deepkin set comes with three tokens with plus one attack for the 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 lord's kind of command ability, which people tend to use on say units of uh, uh, ride, uh, eel riders. Um, so you can also, if you're feeling that well inclined, you can buy sets of plus two attack tokens and plus three attack tokens as well. And um, not- I
1: think can I just can I just say something there as yeah. well? And you might be surprised coming from someone who languishes most tournaments at the bottom tables, um, but I think having I think that's a really good USP, strong USP. Um, obviously, you you know, there's probably, you know, I, I mean, I haven't done a lot of market research on it, and I'm guessing you have, but there's a lot of companies out there that will perhaps do tokens that are, um, you know, specific to certain armies as as well as generic sets that you can get. I know, obviously, the stuff that comes in, the, cause I've obviously, being a, full-on nerd uh, when the general's handbooks come out the last couple of times i've I've got the warlord edition so there's all like the little you know the little cardboard tokens in there um but they're very obviously those are very generic and not sort of same to the army but you get the ones in the war scroll packs as well i seem to remember that you get like little counters but as you just said then there's sometimes never enough of one particular one because they're not you know, the, like you said, especially with command points now and being able to do more abilities, you know, having a, having a set, like you said, with Idneth Deepkin where they love spamming their extra attacks or whatever, then having, you know, normally you'd have to go and buy, potentially buy two sets, with, you know, do you know what I mean? To, to get just the extra one or two tokens that you'd need because of exactly. the way that your army is built or, or styled. And you sort of having the foresight to cater for that is something that I think people should really... Perhaps appreciate and add value to, you know, what's already a very good value for money product. So, yeah.
0: But yeah, and that's what nice. it is. It's about, you know, <laughs> making it clear. I mean, the, the tokens you get with the, the War Scroll cards, you know, they're, they're great. But again, they've got the name of the abilities on, which also for your opponent, a lot of the time it doesn't mean anything. You still have to go, look up, don't you? Yeah, you can go, oh, these have got, you know, uh, this ability on them. It gives them plus one to Wounded Immune to Battleshock. Then when it's their opponent's turn, all they see is just a name of an ability. So you kind of have to remind them. Yeah. Well, I, I want the rules on them. And also, you know, it's it just makes it, for me, it just makes it a lot clearer. Clearer. they're all themed around you know the different factions you know it's obviously not using any gw iconography you know this is these are gaming tools to aid you in your game i'm not here to replace or infringe on their, their trademarks or ips that's not the idea behind this um but you know the, the tokens that they do the little ones that, that come in but also their cardboard so they do wear um you know they're they're as good quality as they can be but you know for me maybe <laughs> it's just personal preference a nice bit of tran you know a transparent I always use. Oh, that's tranny. <laughs>
1: um, right. I, I think. I think to your point there. I think Russ. I think Russ mentioned it on a um, episode of Face Hammer. I think it was probably when it's either when the general's new general's handbook came out or something to do with one of the like um, the campaign sets that came out about talking about. I think it was with the objective counters that you get, and uh, someone at his gaming club sort of. Went to pick them up with his big nerd hand and just like tore the the token in half, you know, because because his like, gammy fingers. But uh, obviously like he says nothing like a nice bit of nice bit of acrylic, exactly. nice bit of plastic,
0: you yeah, know. So it's good it's, for it's, the it's, environment. It's it's th- it's three mil, you know, fluorescent. Uh, I use six colours exclusively because they show up really well. Um, And also with with what we're selling is what you see, what people use at tournaments is the finished product. So, you know, there's no – some of the other – well, nobody's doing specifically what we're doing, um, but the other companies out there that do similar products – they come with, like, backing plastic on the front and back, which you have to peel off. And which um, doesn't sound annoying, but if you can imagine, you've got to peel it off each individual letter if it's engraved. Um, and some even do photos of, like, all the engraved areas painted in with white paint. Um, and they then say at the bottom, like, painting required. You don't, that, that just isn't needed with, with, with the stuff we're doing. You can do it if you want, if you want to make it clear as day, a nice strong, you know, bright white, you know. Cool, go for it. You don't need to uh, with what we sell. We hand polish every product as well um, that we send out. Um, and you know, also
1: it's not it's, it's not too much of a stretch if people, you know, if they wanted, um, you know, I, you know, the, the, you know, I could see myself getting, you know, for my stormcast if or for my, uh, you know, I've, I've asked for a cheeky set of um, chaos star ones. There's nothing stopping people spraying, you know, painting them up, is there? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I know it's a very good product and they look great. As, you know, as they are, and they, they, they're they very bright and the the acrylic's really good quality. There isn't anything, anything stopping from, you know, nice spray can, dry brush, seal them in some gloss varnish or something. Going to get some Ron seal on there so they're pretty hard wearing. There's nothing stopping anyone from doing that either. No.
0: And I do custom work as well, so if you want anything I do is customizable. So, again, if you need, you've need, you got a token set and you've got a very fruity build uh, and you want some extra tokens and whatnot, you know, do just do just contact me and let me know. Um, the email address, you can contact me through the podcast or the email address, nice and simple, gmail.com Details are on the website as well. And also, because you're all lovely listeners to the podcast, and to be honest, I want to see if you guys buy anything. Um, you can enter the discount code. This will be live as of this episode going out of pro painted podcast all capitals nice and easy pop that in and that'll give you five percent off um, any order through the website so yeah no i'm excited to see you know i've had a lot of good feedback and people seem to be happy with them and the orders are kind of trickling through and going out so i know i'm kind of tooting my own horn but it's something i'm super excited about
1: and- yeah. move on from this advertisement break in a minute this is don't <laughs> worry it's fine um, but no in all <laughs> seriousness mate it's good i mean you know and matt's you know made an investment on this and and you know if you want to support the community i know there's the whole pleasant for plastic and all the rest of it but this isn't us being sponsored by anyone or getting any freebies from stuff it's you know about us you know we, we were, um you know we had some great feedback and there was some very uh very uh appreciative folk at um blackout as well with our little trophies and stuff that we handed out and you know this um it's stuff it allows us to do stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. it allows us to help out events with with painting prizes and, and you know, our main goal, as we said right from the start, is to get people more enthused about that side of the hobby. And, you know, if uh you know, a lot a lot of this, you know, Matt's uh, matt has got a nice house already. You know, he's living quite a good life. He's not driving. I, I haven't got. I haven't. I haven't. haven't got. I haven't got my Lambo at the moment yet. So uh, most of the money will be going towards that. But certainly, you I know, a lot, money, <laughs> a lot of the money, a lot of the, a lot of the money will be going back. You know, you'll see it back in the community, wouldn't you? I mean, I think that's fair to say. You know, with the support that we do with events and that. So, you know, it's not just us trying to make it or Matt specifically trying to make a quick buck. It's, uh, you know, it's it's about.
0: It's
1: about
0: helping no, I mean, helping I mean, us help you. To be you honest, my, my goal is I love this hobby. I want to work in it. I want a little business in yeah. it and I wanna earn enough I just wanna earn enough money. Same with what I'm earning at the moment, doing the job I'm doing, but just make awesome stuff for hobbyists. That's it. Sort of one Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's nothing more to it that it's not a quick book, it's not anything, it's just I wanna work and I wanna be doing hobby all the time and I want to be honest, I wanna to go to I wanna to go to a tournament every weekend. Uh, you know, it's almost yeah, it's kind of that's where I want to yeah. you know, and I want to be there, yeah. you know, give, doing price support, you know, handing stuff over, chatting with people, mingling with hobbyists, and who knows, maybe this will allow me to do it at some point, but we'll see. Anyway, there's enough self promotion, um, but obviously, do go and check me out. Um, we'll, we'll take a little break there and we'll crack back into the kind of the meat of the episode. So, back in a minute. And we're back from that little break. So, um, Connor Rob, what have you got to regale us with? What, what do you want to... This is Rob's, well, I, I Rob's ranting corner. About. No, well, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a
1: rant, because I've, I've, I've actually... Um, You'll be very surprised, listeners, but I've... I've I'm pulling this, your, I'm it, pulling it's your take, pisser. It's... Uh, pulling my plonker. Is it there? Um, there's... Uh, this is We're a year in. Okay, very big... It's the anniversary, first year of the podcast and the rest of it. Yeah, the first podcast. It's the first podcast where I made show notes, so um, I've got them here on my on my little. I got a little I, a little while ago. I bought a pad uh, to have in my hobby room where I can uh, mark down like painting schemes and painting combinations and mixes and stuff. So I've, I've I've taken a page out of that and I've written down some show notes. So, what was, I'll first start off on recent purchases. Okay, we're gonna have like a jingle for this or something, or is it just gonna be me talking <laughs> no, crap? No. Um, no so jingle. yeah, a couple of things, right? And I just want to give a shout out. Um, I know he's—I uh, don't know if he's back yet, but he's uh, been making me very jealous with updates uh, and photos on Twitter of him looking like he's having a lovely time in Italy. But Joe, um, <laughs> uh, and there, uh, what's his Twitter name? His Twitter handle there is only Joe. I think uh, Joe Purcell on uh, on Twitter. Um, from bravery one fame, uh, rec- put a link up uh, from uh, quite an obscure electronics company that looked like they supply um, uh, like a- actual wholesale electrical goods to, to to trade and stuff like that. But they actually there's a link and they got it on sale and it's the uh, the daylight desk lamp that um, was the ones that they use at the heavy metal. Uh, heavy metal masterclasses. Yeah. Now, norm, I, I did, I did actually. It's a strip lamp, so it gives a bit better detail and a, a bit sort of better, better coverage than a than a spot lamp. Um, I did. After because you we went on the, these heavy metal masterclasses, and you obviously got to go to the weekend, but you also got one of these lamps free, um, which probably explained why the tickets were like 250 quid or something, whatever they were. Um, and I went on eBay after to sort of see if I could get one, because, you know, I'm a bit of a fanboy. And, you know, if, they, if they're using magic lamps, then uh, it might make my painting better. But the cheapest one that I could find was... Uh, through a wholesale company for like 148 quid
2: yeah
1: um, and i couldn't really bring myself to pull the trigger on that to be fair and i i kind of I'm kind of at the mind where you know it's sort of taking the Ian gilmore route that if my lighting isn't that great and um that perhaps my my uh you know my contrast work and blends and stuff on the my paint will actually get better because i'm having to make them pop more obviously we covered off you know having that sort of thing of painting under a really good light and then Taking it to a tournament and the colours not being the same and not popping quite as much, so um, I was just going to live with my little IKEA lamp with a a daylight bulb in it. Um, But he put a link up about a week ago or so to this wholesale company, and they had them for like about sixty quid, um, with quite a you know a bit of a whack off on the on uh, a good sort of sort of forty or fifty percent off. Um, So I picked up one of them. I've yeah, what's, what's the, person, uh, the uh, dpd i've missed them twice over the last couple of days so it's yet to DPD be delivered
0: amazing
1: but, uh, as well. yeah they're usually really good this it's quite annoying because it's it, like Kate's normally in the house obviously she's on maternity leave but just it just happened to be the two times where she sort of nipped out to pick stuff up um the, the delivery driver turns up um i know this because i've recently been paranoid as well about having a new child i've got a on those Wi-Fi security cameras uh, outside my garage, right, that yeah. uh, sends s- sends me a, a notification and a picture to my to my uh, Apple Watch when anyone's at the front door. So Kate thinks I'm spying on her, but it's not. I'm just getting pictures sent to my to my uh, <laughs> to my phone. But I digress. So that was my first purchase. Uh, second one is I've managed to find. or I th- I thought I was going to have to uh, bite the bullet. Um, I we spoke about it a little while and tried and got a few people on the on the on our little WhatsApp group lined up to see if they wanted to buy the steeds. But my unit of ten Chaos Warriors that I'm using, um, Stormcast slash uh, Everch- um, the Vanguard upper torsos for um, for this ridiculously expensive unit. They look cool. Um, I managed to find a, a bit site that really really. Um, so I, 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 put, I have to put the link up when I'll tweet it. Tweet the link out to the place. But it's a, like a French bit site, like really obscure one that they don't do a lot of bits like a lot of these bit sites do. But they just randomly had six ever chosen torsos, like six of the torsos, arms, shoulder pads, basically the the upper bodies of the ever chosen kits, and they're about fifteen quid. So I managed to scoop them up, which is really cool. Um, so that, that 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 chaos unit is. a I was thinking that I was sort of you're kind of in two minds. I've um I originally put him on a 40 mm base and um obviously wanting to you know having usually having a bigger base isn't a problem, especially on sort of combat stuff. People you know it's usually when you've got a bigger base on something that gives buffs or has a a beneficial or a negative aura of effect. When people usually have a, an issue, and um, but I was determined to fit it on a decent, you know, on the right 32 mil base. So, um, I was going to use the one that I the, w- the work in progress one that I, I put up uh, a little while ago. I was going to use him as a fake master, and I've got Araman's discs there from where I've used Araman as the, the basis for my egrim conversion. And I was going to track him on the disc and have him as a fake master, um, but I, and but uh, and I did some. Warriors of Zeech uh, for back in eighth for the Ming Votationals. They were sort of t- tabletop plus, I'd say, standard. They weren't the best of my ability, but they weren't, you know, they weren't just sort of speed painted and washed, although I was rushing to get stuff done for that event. Um, and I was looking at perhaps upscaling some of them and sort of reposing them and converting them. But I think I'm, now that I I sort of came across that bargain for the the bits of, I say bargain in bunny ears, Um for the ever chosen bits I think I'm going to stick with it and do a unit of 10 of these big boys and uh, they do just about fit on 32s which is good and you know I'm sure with a bit of basing here and there and your bit of slate sort of you know with the wider stances I'm sure it'll be fine Awesome Yes yeah, so you, you, What do you want you're going to say something
0: Yeah I was what I was actually going to say is um, just to go back to the lighting quick, very quickly um, Yeah so you hinted on it when you spoke. so There's two things to factor in when you're when you're painting models, and I'm, I'm quite actually interested that um, uh, to, to see if this is the case when you get this light. Um, so you can sit there and uh, you know a general light, so it kind of has this kind of yellow yellow tint to it, or it could be fluorescent. And when you get your model into like a gaming hall or you get to a tournament, it can look different. Um, it can actually mess up your highlights, uh, your blends, um, the actual colours, combinations, you've done everything. It can just look different. Not necessarily mess it up, but it can look <laughs> different. Um, now, the same can be said for daylight bulbs as well. Because again, if you've painted under a daylight bulb, which is what that light purely is, then when you get to a venue and it's not daylight and they've got artificial lighting, you have the same problem. From the other side. Yeah. So I actually, and I'll, I'll put a blog post up on. So all the blog posts are on the the propaintedstudios.co.uk now because Blogger is a bag of shit. I keep trying to get it to work. It's rubbish. Um. So it's all going to go up on the um, on the store instead. So that all the old blog posts are up there if you want to take a look. Um. So this is actually coming from Donal as well. Donal asks. Like people do keep asking, where did you? Like? My most asked question on Twitter. What kind of makeup brushes do I need to buy? So um, we're going to get some blog posts up, literally just going, if you want to do this, buy this. This is what we meant. We talked about this. So I'm going to put up the light that I use and a couple of the guys uh, have got. So uh, it was about 30 quid, um, but it's a strip bar, same as what you were saying there. At the end of the day, it's not going to be near the quality you were talking about, but it can flip between daylight and fluorescent. Right. And you can That's act- good. And I sort of switch back and check, like and you can have it as both
1: yeah. oh really,
0: so it 's an inner and outer ring, so it's really good for that to see literally and honestly, the difference it makes looking at models is insane, so my yeah. first my first yeah. skyfire I painted, I painted it under i didn 't realize I painted it under the fl- uh, the daylight, then I finished it, and then I looked at it in the, like the dining room, it was like, this looks horrific, it looks so flat. Popped it under the fluorescent one and it didn't look right. Flipped it back to the daylight and it looked fine. So it's like, right. So I had both on and then re highlighted and did some bits and bobs from there. But I'll put that link in. That's something I just wanted to say. So I'm interested, yeah. very, very interested if that heavy metal one that they've recommend basically recommended actually has that function. I'd hope it does. Is it, is it an LED I light? I, hope I'd, so. I'd assume so. Yeah, I so, think yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I would hope that would be the case, particularly for the price you're paying. But yeah. So just just something to be aware of that you can buy lights that flip between the two different lights do
1: tools. both yeah and that that was the biggest thing with my um uh my mixed order army my i i'll call it my silylvanette army it's not a silverette army but i'll call it that but especially with the with like the dryads and the, the i mean obviously the the big centerpieces are are, are okay there you know I look, i'm looking at them now and they're you know compared to I guess I'm really big it, but compared to the work that I'm doing on Bellacore, there's, there's such a, you know, Bellacore seems like such a quantum leap forward um, compared to those in just as far as the, uh, the the attention to detail. And, you know, admittedly, they, the whole army was pretty much rushed because it was the first one that I didn't. Obviously, it was done to a couple of specific deadlines, but certainly stuff like the Dryads and the Tree revenant conversions and the Canoff Hunters, you know, they they look so much better under a daylight bulb than they do just looking at them now in, in the cabinet in my, in my garage with just a normal strip light, you know, sort of, uh, you know, fake artificial light on them. Um, you know, and that kind of, that's what kind of let the army down in as far as, you know, obviously it did well and the you know, player votes. It did well, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that people appreciate the paint scheme, but I'm pretty sure it also came down to the conversion work mainly. Um, but certainly, they uh, I would, that that fell victim to that effect um, that you said that you mentioned with the fire. So, hopefully, I mean, you know, if this lamp, may know, and again, I'm, you know, I've 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 taken to, even you know, when I when I'm checking the paint job, and especially on sort of sending photos to you guys with work in progress stuff, all the all the lighting is under that's not under daylight bulbs, that's under just a normal lamp, um, just so it sort of gives a it's almost like a worst case scenario. Of, yep. of how the colours look isn't it that's that's kind of what and I think that's you know and that's testament I think and I think probably Ian would agree um, you know like I, I remember you know during our and again bunny ears um, hobby nights that we used to have when he lived down this way usually like it's well known now that it sort of came down to Ian sort of plugging away in me just sitting there drinking a load of beer but um, <laughs> I, I, did, I did a couple of times you know sort of take stuff over there to paint and I just couldn't focus, you know, in, in, in his, sat in his uh, dining room area with just a, a, a bulb in, in the overhead light, I just couldn't even focus on the, the models. And I think that's probably a testament to, you know, how good Ian's paint jobs are is that, and, and probably why they pop so much is that, you know, it, yeah, I'm not saying they would, but, you know, if, if Ian had like a, this, you know, a, a, a lighting array of better quality, then perhaps his his the contrast wouldn't be as great on some of his models. Maybe I, I, I don't know, but um, I'm sure you know. It'd be very interesting to
2: see what they look like under a decent light again. I think um, it's um, the it having the better light you've got tends to push you to a different style, especially daylight. Yeah, it it tends to, in my I don't know opinion and experience, it tends to push you towards more subtle because yeah. It, yeah, it's the light itself is exacerbating the exactly, level yeah, yeah. of the so, highlight.
1: Which is uh, why, so, you know, the, the, the biggest feedback that I had with my my wood army was that it didn't pop enough under, you know, certain things didn't pop enough. But under yeah. the daylight light bulb, it looked, you know, in photos that were taken under the daylight bulb, you know, it looked fine. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I think, yes, yeah, so I think you're right with that. So, so it'd be interesting so-
2: anyway. So potentially, if you if you paint it under a daylight bulb, it should look wrong under daylight, and so it should. And then in day to yeah. daylight, for want of a better word, like the um, shitty yellow um, fluorescent bulbs that um, you know standard ones, then it pops. But if you look at it in the yeah. daylight bulb, it just doesn't look right.
1: Yeah, well, also, come. I think it comes down to as well, like um, you know, a lot of uh, you know, heavy metal stuff that you see. You know, you go to Warhammer World, you go around the exhibit. It's all very well lit. They're all very yeah. well sort of positioned. The golden angle again that they mentioned, um, and you know, it's obviously it's got to be painted to photograph well as well for box art and stuff like that. So. You know, if you, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, obviously the the paint jobs are, um, you know, a flawless as far as the technique. I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that there's, you know, that certain there's certain techniques and certain sort of highlights and things that they use that perhaps wouldn't stand up. You know, you chuck them in a sports hall with dingy lighting, lighting on a cold or you know cold winter's day where the light outdoor or it's grim and dark outside. They might not look as good as perhaps they do, you know, in a display cabinet at Warhammer World, you know. So I certainly think that's, you know, the, the same to be said about, you know, like you've always said to me, you know, to do that one, you know, go to a highlight that you think's, you know, strong enough, and then go one step further, which is something that I've, I've sort of done with Velocor, and I think it I think it, I think think it it works. But on, on that, uh, sort of going on to the... Um, something I was going to cover last last episode that I was on was and um, I've had a bit of feedback and some people sort of asking me about the techniques I've been using. But one thing um, that I really wanted to focus on was the metallics on Delacor, um, and I know we touched on it. I touched on it basically, but it was one using a couple of sort of products and how how I was getting the effect. And if you have, uh, if either of you guys tried to blend. You know, like how you'd do a, a normal blend with normal colours, as it were. Uh, have you ever sort of tried doing that with the same similar technique with metallics? Um, no, I really
2: a haven't. Bit, a bit. Right. No? yeah, I used to um, mix in um, black, either as ink or black paint, into silver, and then yeah. use that as the shade. Yeah, um, yeah. But not. I haven't bothered for a while.
1: With, um, I mean, a, a lot, of, a lot of things, and it's something that I um, struggle with to begin with because it was something that I want to do. But I, 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 one thing I did learn on the on the Order Army that I did my my Wood Elf Army, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm quite the, sort of the one aspect of it that I'm quite proud of was the, the blending on, especially on like the, the prime spear and the 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 blade on the the guy riding the dragon. Um, you know, using stuff like the, the side bright green through the cavalite through the incubi darkness and that kind of stuff, and actually blending using the the standard non-metallic co- colors using sort of Lamy medium and, you know, using glazes to achieve that. Um, trying that with metal, metallic paints doesn't work. Like, like Lamy and medium is, is... Lamy is okay to sort of perhaps thin... The, the the metallics down a little bit, so you, you you're not having to uh, you know, you're not getting thick coats on your on your thing, but you, you try and use that to glaze, and it just doesn't work because of the way the pigments are and the way the sort of metallic flakes are in it and that, and and that's what I, f- I found with um obviously with Max's uh, little recipe that he shared with me with the gold that they used on the arc that you used on the Archeon um the, the, I don't know what it is in the in the shades but the gloss shades you know mixed with metallic so like you're saying about using black to mix in with your with your silvers to create that darker shade and stuff rather than using black using like non oil gloss um and it just gives it just um, something to you know some you're probably the best person to speak like you're into it your, you know Like i say you're into your chemistry it's your profession you're a doctor um um, it's saying that you're into it is uh, probably selling you a little bit short, to be honest. Um, you know, he's, in, he's into his chemistry, he is now, um, uh, but uh, um, there, there's something to do with like the tension in in and the way that yeah. it mixes um, that helps you know help helps the blend. And, and another sort of secret ingredient is the um, the Tamiya thinner. Obviously, the uh, Tamiya acrylic paints aren't water-based acrylic they're yeah. something Iso, else
2: something I read right, it. Iso, isopropanol
1: yes that's the one so yeah. the, the, the thinner um, in the in the Tamiya uh, colours actually contains that what you just said and yeah. uh, but, uh, B-U-T-Y-L how L. How'd you pronounce that sounds like a B- village. Uh, butyl butyl alcohol as well yeah. so um, that mixed with the metallic paints, and you, you don't want a lot of it because it does. Um, it tends to separate it a little bit. Um, but that used with mixed with some of the the gloss um, washes and the metallic that you intend to glaze with, um, it's, just, well, it's just like a revelation. It just glazes like you know a thin down layer paint that you'd normally use. You know, so that's uh, that's sort of kind of the the secret to to the to the blending that I've been doing on, on the, on the Bellacorn model. So having a lot of success with that at the moment, it does give, it doesn't, I intend to, to map use a, a matte varnish, um, which, uh, will segue me on to my next latest purchase. Um, obviously we're saying Matt that, it, um, it doesn't photograph very well. The gloss varnishes. No. initially. Initially, well, not the gloss varnishes, yeah. sorry, the gloss washes. We we're
0: saying about the gloss simply
1: washes. Simply because yeah. of what they are. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, you know a, a video of it does help a little bit to pick out. I think once they're, um, once you know there's a, there's a bit of matte varnish on it to dull it back, um, I think you'll be able to see the, the transitions a little bit better but I think it, I think it's starting to work well. Um, I've added a couple of extra stages into the into the recipe that um, I'd been using for it as well. So it's about the metallics not including you know not, not including, Undercoat and basing it with the Retributor Armor Socorex Bronze mix. There's 11 other stages to it, so it's technically a 13-stage paint job, um, which seems excessive. But I think it I think it looks alright. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I think it looks good. Um, I think it. I would recommend just experiment with the matte varnish on a small area to begin with because I've had problems in the past where it just dulls the effect down. It stops it looking metallic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think and so that you was the... be careful. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I'd, I'd, um, I'd always used the Tester's doll coat in the past, and, you, yes. know, I, you know, it does what it says on the tin. It just dulls stuff back, and, you know, on certain models, it, it's okay, but, you know, when, when you're looking for that kind of finish... It, it probably doesn't help much. So I, I did scour the internet on, on, on this subject and Vallejo do, um, uh, a varnish. They do a range of, uh, air, uh, it comes in a bottle. You can airbrush it or paint it on, but it's, it's mainly for airbrushing. Um, and I, I, I seem to remember Chris mentioning it on an episode of Bl- the black sun years ago, um, where he's done it a couple of times, but, um, the, it's for people who paint, mech like mechas so like gundam um yeah. transformer kits that sort of stuff uh where you can buy the kit and it comes pre-colored but a lot of people do like um they'll do pin washes in the recesses just to give that bit of extra detail to make stuff pop or they'll use um like weathering techniques weathering powders and stuff and they, they've actually got a, sp- um, a specially formatted matte varnish for that sort of stuff and what it does is it it's a matte varnish and I've, tried, I've i've tested it on a on a on a little test model already and it's weird it, it doesn't matte it but it does if you, it sounds really weird but like it kind of like just it will just knock the sheen off it it won't dull something it will just knock the sheen off yeah. something if that makes sense so like the the colors will, of course, a lot of these plastics there um, on these kits, they're uh, very reflect, you know, just by the nature of the metallic paint jobs and stuff there. You know, it's, it's metallic. And, and it's, it's um, rather than a, a full-on dull coat type of coverage, it it's almost just forms a protective layer over it. And it's, it's almost like a sealant rather than a varnish, if that makes sense, in, in yeah. the difference between the two. So um, I've tested that on a couple of bits and bobs. I, I, I just, you know, Painted some random um, space marine backpack and gave it a gloss wash, and and sort of did a bit of dry brushing on just to sort of get a metallic effect, and then covered it with this, and it just knocked the sheen off of it, rather than dull and metallic. So um, hopefully that'll uh, that'll give yeah. the effect that I'm, that I'm after. But again, I think I'll 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 try it on. Um, I'll try it on a couple more. I'll do a couple more tests before I. Cause like, the last thing I want to do is you know, can you imagine just frosting the, you know painting that arc, uh, arc on the bellicol and then just completely screwing it by giving it the wrong type of varnish coat or something that I just oh I wouldn't wouldn't even bear
2: thinking about but yeah yeah the, uh, sounds
1: quite ad- that
2: sounds quite interesting that varnish though.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's 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 mm-hmm. it's kind of it, it's, it's quite cheap. It's not I mean you get a massive bottle of it. And it's not like nine quid or something. So it's not particularly expensive. So you know if it doesn't work out, then so be it. But I think uh, it's certainly sort of you know, it's, it's definitely what I seem to be looking for. But yeah, that that was that. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, listeners, uh, was my a couple of other purchases for my good stormcast. Archeon uh, army that I saw, and there's a couple of deals that I just couldn't pass up, so um, obviously working on a, a good version of Archeon with a Stormcast themed Deathclaw um, I think I mentioned on the uh, on the podcast recently that I'd, I'd actually bought an Empire on Griffin um, uh, Emperor on Griffin kit, and that I'd sort of started chopping that up and I was going to expand it so it actually makes it a bit bigger and stuff and more in sort of into a star drake in size um but i noticed that there was a, a guy there's not odd guy might have been a guy might be a girl don't know um, and there's a person on ebay who' was selling a pair of star drake wings of like a fiver <laughs> um which is really weird but i thought
0: you're right mate you want to uh, you want to buy some star drake wings
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, all my wings. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm i I'm non-disclosed gender. You don't know if I'm a man or a woman, but uh, I have these Star wings. And I, what I thought was right, you know, like the bits on the um, on the tips. Right, I, the only reason I got them was, you know, the uh, you obviously know what a Star Trek wing looks like. Yes. You know uh, the um, for want of a better word, the thumb of the wing. Yeah. So do you know what i was talking about. So where it sort of bends, goes up, and then comes down again, and you've got the membrane. Yeah. There's like the um, like the Sigma Twin Tail Comet, like armor plates on the tips of the wings. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's literally yeah. what I brought them for. So I've cut them out, and I've cut the same. And I'm going to cut the same shape on the tips of the Griffins' wings, and then sculpt the little gap bit with the feathers to blend them in. So it looks like the wings are armored, like the Stardrake wing. Which I thought would be quite a cool touch. And on the, um, I was thinking on the uh, the headdress for the Griffin itself. Obviously, the the coal front, the Deathclaw model option has like the head's armoured. It's got like a, a cowl. But um, sort of do try and figure out a way of making them a little bit smaller because obviously the standard ones are probably a little bit too big. Maybe use. I'm looking at the kit now. and thinking. There's like a little bottom section of the wing, but have you know, like, um, almost like Thor's helmet where, or like a Dark Angel's helmet where you've got like the wings on the side of the helmet. Oh, right, yeah, uh, but like have prosecutor wing, like the like small version of the are they prosecutors, isn't or they? The got flying some, dudes?
2: Yeah, they got something like that coming out of one of the lanterns.
1: Yeah, perhaps, well, I think the lanterns are a little perhaps a little bit too small. Yeah, but, is it
2: the Aziros um, or the castle They've got know, like the light Matt, Coming out to Matt's the
1: side probably the, Matt's probably The better person To speak to about that I don't know what I get confused With Stormcast names I get confused And I get angry And yeah, angry, <laughs> confused Like, a, like an, an
2: really old talk man talking about Ian? I think it's the Ross. Is that the flying dude With the lamp Yes it has is he yeah. got the, Has he got the he got the light Coming out to the side? <laughs> it's not like a
1: that? lamp I think so, it's a lantern He has not the a open lamp. lantern Yeah i oh, got my daylight lamp Begone chaos yeah. Yeah, like, oh, your highlights look good under this. <laughs> I, 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 I switched to not, I switched to non daylight, I switched to the yeah. yellow.
2: <laughs> twin profile yeah. yeah, I think he's got the, I'm fairly sure he's got the, like, the prosecutor style wing light coming out of the side of his lantern, not a lamp. I, th- I
1: yeah. think, uh, I think they're a bit too small for the side of a griffin's head though. I, I'm looking at the prosecutors, and they've mm. got. And They got like almost like two sets of wing like you've got like the big bits uh that sort of make the body of it, but then don't the Azeros or the Venator have like almost like the Prime have like a two stage sort of two almost two sets of for want of a better word, feathers. You know, like the, the you know, the, the bits. You're not helping us out here, Matt. You know what I mean? We're meaning in struggling to be fair. Or the Stormcast player. Right. You just yeah. sat back there with you a just, fucking with just, a brandy, you just watch us big our hole, aren't you? You're, you're, Happy one-year anniversary, everyone.
0: It gives a fuck about the fucking lights from the lantern. Move on. Jesus.
1: Well, no, but you think... Oh, uh, whatever. But you think... Uh, yeah, OK, I, I get what you meant, Ian. Yes, yeah, so I think yeah. they're probably too small, though, to be fair. Okay. But, yeah, that, that's kind of... So I'm looking at, basically looking at ways of uh, kind of storm casting up because you get you get like a big breastplate with him don't you do you know what I mean that's got the Karl Franz motif on it and stuff um and you can switch that out for like a beast wizardy skull thing um so you know perhaps do a I don't think it'd be too hard to sculpt some sort of storm cast style motifs on that um but also uh managed to find a really cheap young Volton so uh with the, the the young guy with the, the young version of him with the two hammers, with his uh, you know with him sort of screaming to the sky kind of expression on his face, um, but that's kind of what I was gonna thinking of doing with the the Celestion Prime. Um, turns out the head's fucking tiny, like really yeah. small. So I was thinking of grafting that onto so the actual celestin Prime and having like a bareheaded celestin Prime, but his head's too small. So it only cost me a fiver, so I'm, I'm going to uh, just use that as a reference and, and sculpt, I think, perhaps use a, I'm looking through sort of, you know, Space Marine. I'm sure there's a Space Marine or a Stormcast bear head that's got the same sort of facial expression. I'm just going to have to sculpt long, luscious locks onto it. And you, you got
2: a spare Angron? I'm not going to use Angron's head. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm not going to chop up like a seven
2: pound <laughs> Primark for example. Yeah. Call not? yourself de- call yourself dedicated.
1: Oh, well, um, like I said, I'm sure there's plenty of stormcast slash. I mean, even if there isn't, you know, I'm sure there's you know there's plenty of stormcast or you know other like marine. Fuck me, there's millions of marines out there in there? so I'm sure there's a there's a head that will suit. But yeah, I'm not going to chop up on. I'm going to try and sign sell that boy bad boy soon. Is signed by the his box is signed by Simon Egan. You do realize that the guy who sculpted him, so it's a bit of a collector's piece, is anyway. It, moving on, is yeah, it, it is. Yeah, is it, is, it. is it really? It is. Yeah, I met him on, on the on the, he was there doing the Forge World Day when they released Angron. I had a good old chat with him about sculpting and stuff. And uh, he signed my Angron box,
0: so yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate, could you sign my Angron? Um. I hate that sculpt. Well, you I mean, know shit. What's that? The Angron sculpt.
1: Well, yeah, it was. Thing is, it was the first Primark, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Kind of, you know, the hype around it was the first thirty k release and all that. So, anyway, whatever. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not the greatest. um so what's next on my list?
0: Sorry about this, listeners. Literally um, just reduced it in price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: brilliant. Thanks for that. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, yeah, well, I, I'm going to take a bit. I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit lightheaded with all the talking that I've actually been doing. Um, so I've got a couple of other bits I'd like to uh, talk about, but I think we perhaps tie them into other things as well. So is there anything else that anyone else wanted to talk about, or is it just me?
0: Deb, it's just you.
1: Crack on. Oh, I got that. I got that wet palette from uh, Red Grass Games from the Kickstarter they did. Oh yeah, I'm that's, pretty that's sure everyone's seen since, uh, all that all over Twitter. It's um, it's not very good. Um, oh. Moving on. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's all right. It's all right, isn't it? It's, it's, like, it's quite a bit of fashion. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll come in handy once. Uh, it, it, the thing is, a wet palette isn't conducive. To, I've been doing a lot of metallics. And using a lot of washes right. stuff. So, and a wet palette isn't really, like I said, you don't really want to mix metallics with water. And obviously with the the capillary reaction of the, uh, that's the right word, isn't it, Ian? The capillary reaction of, 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 yeah, some words, of the, like, the absorption. Uh, um, it just doesn't really, it's not really conducive to uh, keeping metallic paints in the best of states. So I'm pretty sure once I move on to, uh, painting other things that it, it all uh it will show its worth but at the moment it's um it's not really doing much um so yeah yes yeah so um uh, my, my next segment is uh judging painting competitions right i'm gonna keep it short and sweet but i've got gained a lot more respect for people that run tournaments and that have to nominate you know uh, armies and that because uh, it's not easy you know you feel like you know you're uh you know you're looking at people and they're you know the majority of people are uh, you know they're extremely proud of their armies and the work that's gone into them and you know having you know only recently just uh completed my first full army um no you know even though it was rushed knowing that you know what you go through this or knock these things out and i did feel a little bit bad you know like you're sort of seeing and you kind of you know, some, not, not some people didn't give a shit, but were, you could certainly tell that there were some people that perhaps were a little bit disappointed that he didn't get nominated, but he did speak to Chris at the time. This is a blackout, by the way, everyone. Um, you know, and it, I sort of got a second opinion from him, and I guess you've got to just draw the line somewhere. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, or if it's something that you've ever kind of been involved with or done or or whatever, or what your thoughts are, but, you know, certainly I felt that you know, there were obviously certain standout choices and certain obvious choices to be put forward, but it's like um, I likened it it's to uh, my wedding day, where.
0: I <laughs> know, Right there with me. So, did you have numerous women to
1: choose from? Well, no, that that was that was All when I was calling. the quality. Yeah, the, the, that was that was. Some, were, some were, some were, uh, some were airbrushed. Uh, some were not. No, let, me yeah. well, some, some, um, let me finish. Let me finish, right? When was a concept wife? Yeah, a concept wanker You wife. say
0: let me finish, you literally left the gap for us to laugh at. Them.
1: Well, no, that's fine. You know, I'm. I'm t- it's not so much me leaving a gap. It's more me drawing breath, because I realise I've been talking non-stop for the last 30 minutes. Um. So, right, when you're... All right, OK, so, like... A wedding it could be it could be a party it could be anything right I had this trouble you know I don't have many friends so it doesn't really sort of bother me so much but I'm sure Kate felt uh, more pressure than I did about the subject but when you're inviting people to the wedding right you're there and you're thinking oh do I invite so and so but if you invite so and so then you've got to invite someone else do you know what I mean because if you invite that person like from work say then you know, you've got to be. You know, you, you you kind of invite the other person, so you've got to draw a line somewhere. And it's very similar to, to sort of putting up armies for nomination. It's like you, know, you see someone. It's like, well, okay, I, I appreciate all the hard work that's gone into that army. You know, it's really good. You know, I, I really like it. But you know, if 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 I if I nominate that army, then subjectively that person would perhaps, you know, that other person that I'm potentially not going to nominate deserves a nomination as well. Does that make sense? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I, and I think, you know, again, it's, it kind of goes both ways. Like, you know, being nominated, it's not like, I'm like, and this is something that, you know, I've probably encountered a few years time once Isabel grows older. And I'm sure there's parents that listen to this, that, you know, maybe on my side of the, of the fence with it, or might think I'm being a dick. But one thing that wrecks me about um, schools and other sort of institutions that are involved in this sort of thing is awards for p- participation. Um, you know, everyone gets a medal, you know, because you turned up. No, like that doesn't that doesn't breed any kind of level of aspiration. Do you know what I mean? So, like, as as much as it was difficult to perhaps not um, nominate some people and you know whether they gave a shit or not. You know, I, I'm, I'm quite, you know, I'm quite a softy in that regard. Like I'll, you know, I sort of I feel bad for that person because they didn't get nominated. It's obviously a lot of effort's gone into it, and you kind of think, oh well, I should should have done. Um, but again, there's got, like Chris said, there's got, you know, you got to draw a line somewhere. Um, and I think as long as, you know, if they, they you know, I, I did, you know, there's a couple of armies there that I did try and give feedback to to the to the people that didn't get nominated, as well as. You know, I mean, obviously the people that get nominated are, you know, up for the, up for the award and all, all the rest of it. But it's, I think it's equally important to perhaps offer that feedback to perhaps didn't make the cut and say, oh, well, I know, you know, I was going to, you know, and not to put sort of sound like a dick when you're saying it to them, but, you know, I was going to nominate you or you were this close to being nominated. I think that's probably a better way of putting it across. I was very drunk at the time, um, but saying, so, oh, you know, you were this close to being nominated. I think if you, you know, if you did this or if you tweaked that or if that, you know, if you improved that area, then I, I definitely think you'd be up for a nominate. You know, you certainly would have been nominated this time round, if not nominated in future events. So I, I don't know whether you guys sort of subscribe to that way of thinking or, or what your sort of thoughts are on that. But I, I certainly had, you know, more people sort of appreciate that than, than not, I think, on, on the day.
2: Yeah, I... I um... It's always been interesting if I when I was first when going to the tournaments when I wasn't getting nominations Um, to get the yeah. feedback and quite often it's the same themes come out from different people. Yeah. So when multiple people are telling you the same thing, it's obviously that's what you need to take on board and improve on.
1: Yeah, I, mean, what so, yeah, of, I always mean, find it really, really. interesting you say that. I mean, what sort of feedback did you get in your time? Because I'm sure listeners will, you know, it's very important that. You know, you didn't know, just start this podcast with the fact that you, you won two best coat paintings in the South Coast and all the rest of it. What kind of, you know, what's your journey been like with that? What
2: kind of feedback have you had in the past? Um, basin. The, uh, it was always, the, the painting was, was like at a good enough standard, but it was the the basin would never, um, never didn't draw the eye in it enough. It was a bit, was well, probably the best described was a bit games workshop want to a better description you no know, like for standard um, the way that the heavy metal team and the army yeah. painted team present armies where it is just um, sand or texture paint it's one color there's a couple of tufts in it and that's it yeah where that's fine if you just want to if you if you want to give the impression that that's, that's to do that because it's achievable for everybody. Yeah. and it's quite a blank canvas but when it comes to being but when it comes to the next when you're trying to um, draw people's eye in at a table and at a tournament um, that, need, that needed to be worked on so I tried to make basing something I never really enjoy and probably never will enjoy um, but it has, it has to be something I've had to become better to yeah 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 all your, so, your thoughts Matthew
0: I mean one thing I will say is when you would when you were going through the process I know how I look at things because we would give our little trophies and stuff out um I tend to do you tend to focus on the aspects you like or do you try and focus on the aspects that you dislike to qualify <coughs> people in or out
1: I think um it's a good question. I, th- I, I when, when I was uh, looking at armies, um, I tried to look past what would appeal to me and what would perhaps appeal to other people because I'm I'm only one person, and for you know if, you know to, to you know it's got to appeal to the most common denominator, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like it, you know, if if, if something, you know, I I don't think you know I if it were purely based on my taste, there might have been a different set of nominations. I think, you know, you've got to take into account perhaps um, techniques or styles or things that, you know, might not necessarily float your boat. Like there's loads of games. There's loads of, you go through the Games Workshop website or Cool Mini or not, or whatever, you know, whatever resource of, of painting, you know, of great painted models. And there's, you know, like Ian said, he, he, you know, I'm sure he appreciates the work done on the paint job, but he hates that new trogoff that got announced for the new um, Warhammer Underworlds box game. It's not called Pro anymore, is it? It's something else. Um, I think it's Warhammer, and it might, might be Underground, so I'm not quite sure, but you know, it's something that, yeah. you know, if, if something, if a model or a conversion doesn't necessarily catch your eye, or think, you think, oh, that's cool, then you might not give it a second look. So I, 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 I very much had to uh, find that I always take my what appeals to me hat off and look at, it at a far, far more um, objective point of view. And there were, you know, there, there were some armies there that, you know, are, are clearly cut above the rest. And that's no disrespect to the armies that, I I consider those armies to be better than, but there's obviously some armies out there that, you know, uh, everyone in the room would agree that were, you know, clearly better than others, but that certainly doesn't mean that you only nominate those people. If you, you know, we kind of came up with a a rough idea of how many we wanted to nominate. I think it was 16. um, You know, it gives a good spread of of, of the floor. And I I think again, using the, the wedding analogy, if you, you know, if you go any further than that, then you, it's sort of almost in tears, isn't it? You get into into levels where, you know, I, you know, I, I there were certainly armies that out of the 16 that I liked more than others. But, you know, I, I'd appreciate that, that, you know, if I were to rank those 16 in my personal taste, stuff that came towards the bottom of my 16 might come at the top of someone else's, if yeah. that makes sense. I mean, so, it's... you know, I, I had to very, you know, I, I bear that in mind. And it was funny, you know, because, again... You know, talking, you know, I mentioned it to you and, you know, I won't name people's names or anything like that because I don't want people to sort of feel bad or anything. But there were, there were, you know, this conversation happening about a certain person's army and, you know, that those two people were like, well, you know, oh, the, you know, they, they both agreed that, oh, that that army's head and shoulders above everyone else's and that they were, you know, because I'm impartial, so I'm listening to these conversations, so I'm, I'm stood around the table, you know, they're both agreeing this army's head and shoulders above each other's army. They, well, you know, they, from an, from a bystander, it looked like that, those two would vote for that army. That army got one vote. So even the two people that agreed that it was the best army in the room, one of them didn't vote for it.
0: Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I
1: mean? So, like, it's it's just you know, like it's so, and and that's you know, there's obvious things that you can do in 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 an army that you know, if it's if it's player voted, then there's certain things you can do. I think that will you know, it's something I'm I'm perhaps guilty of. You know, you do a big conversion or you do you use something that draws the eye, something that. People haven't seen before, perhaps, or whatever. You know, I do my conversions. I just think they look cool. I mean, it's not the real ulterior motive for it. Um, You know, and I certainly like to try and think that I I paint them to the best of the ability. They're not just conversions for the sake of conversions. But I think, you know, it's, it's so, so subjective. And I think that's why, you know, having, you know, both of you have won South Coast, you know, twice each you know you for coolest and for best painted even for best painted twice so you've got four top best army you know things between you and you know that's voted by three of arguably three of the best hobbyists in the uk you know given their 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 sort of achievements themselves by you know dan russ and wayne you know uh, how long they've been in the hobby how long seen it evolve, how much you know, how many different exit you know, they've been to Adepticon, they've been abroad, you know. There's probably armies at Adepticon that I'd see that I think fucking my mind is blown and you know that's a great, you know, testament to someone like um Terry, who can go off and get best army there. But you know, in his army it's it's very it is it's <laughs> i am sure he would probably agree, it's, it's very American. It's very you know, he's got you got some big stompy monsters and it's all neons and, you know, the paint jobs are fucking amazing, you know, not taking anything away from that, but then that perhaps, you know, and it, it's probably the first time in a long time where he still did a fully painted army, isn't it? Because he's been very, over the last couple of years, he's been very choppy and changey with his units and stuff, has not he? He's never really put yeah. forth an army for quite a while, you know, that's been nominated, you know, because, um, you know, units haven't been finished and whatnot. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's horses for courses, isn't it? And I, I, I just found that the, the biggest thing for me and, you know, that the people that got nominated, they know their armies are good. You're big enough and ugly enough to handle whatever results come your way. You know, a lot of, a lot of people out there that get nominated haven't got anything to prove in as far as, you know, the results because they've won, you know, other tournaments or they've won in the past with other armies you know, it's a nice pat on the back if they do. You know, if you do win, but you know, like yourself, you know, you've you've won South Coast. You know, Russ has won the events. You know, those those are, those are people that have won stuff. But I think it's more important. I think it's almost more important to give feedback to the people that didn't get nominated. Um, you know, because like from from a manager a work side of things, you know, we as a manager, I was always taught um, to work on your bottom ten percent. Do you know what I mean like you, you? You work on the people that you know. You you try and elevate the the people that perhaps aren't you know that aren't achieving what they necessarily want to achieve. The the high end achievers will always look after themselves, sure, almost. Um and and sort of giving that sort of reassurance and and it sounds really it sounds really I mean pretentious when I say that, but and you know I'm certainly not coming. It's quite hard for me because I'm coming from a place where I haven't got that reputation. I mean, I you know I've I've been nominated. I've come second on a couple of events and and whatnot. You know, I certainly don't have the track record of the likes of Yuri and or you know people, certainly not like Dan you know Russ Wayne and all you know um, the face hammer guys and all the rest of it. But I certainly think um, you know encouraging those people and you know we've said from the very start you know with with trying to convince tournaments to have a one two three rather just the best painted you know it gives more people are just. Yeah, gives that more opportunity for people to succeed, and you know, making sure that you give the people that didn't quite get there the 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 reassurance and the and the feedback, so they go away and improve. You know, it's like what I did with my army. I've gone away, and you know, I like to think that better call you know, is probably the best work. You know, or it is the best work I've ever done. And I think, you know, I think once, you know, once that army's done, I think it should, you know, hopefully, you know, perhaps podium on a couple of awards, maybe win one or two. I, I'm, I don't know. That's certainly the goal. Um, but, you know, the drive that I've got to say, no, I'm going to spend the time. I'm not going to rush this. I'm going to spend the time on it. If it takes, you know, if I've got a missing event, then I've got a missing event. I'm not going to undermine my own efforts by shortcutting anything. Do you know what I mean? I want to. I wanna put a product out and think like oh, that's as that's absolutely the best I possibly could have done. And if I can help someone to you know, towards that by giving them a bit of feedback, you know, like um, you know, like, you know, like John was made up when, you know, when when you gave him that when you when you picked out his army at, at Blackout, do you know what I mean? He he went away thinking, All Right, I'm gonna no, I gave him a bit of feedback on what he could do to perhaps improve the army a little bit, and like he said, doing a bit with with some of the models to draw the eye, eye in when he's uh, when people are looking at the army and all that kind of stuff. And he's gone away, and he's you know he's proper. You know, he's going to come back, and that, I think the next time we see that army, it's going to be that much better. Do you know what I mean? And if 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 uh, if I can walk away from something, obviously helping Chris out, take a bit of the load off with with his workload and that and. Yeah, you know, do that. That's all well and good, but if you can inspire people or give people the motivation or the confidence to go away and improve their hobby, then we're all going to benefit from it. You know, no, you know, nominations are going to be tighter. You know, people are going to have to up their game. You know, it might it might be a humbling experience for 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 some people that you know they they might not get nominated when they thought they were in with a shot because someone has come completely out of left field with an amazing army based on. The feedback that you've given them or that Ian's given them or someone else. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, and you get really surprised. You know, I love, you know, we've gone to events and, you know, like I loved going up to Face Hammer last year because it's like, you know, been to a couple of South Coasts, been to a couple, you know, like three or four or well, four or five of Chris's events. Obviously, being based in the South, you, see, you tend to see a lot of the same armies going up north and you, you see, you see a few of the guys' armies that have traveled up there you see a whole you know you see the G's of the world did not you yeah. do you know what I mean you see the like the guy who did you know that the army always sticks out in my head but you know like the shark Nurgle army I'd call it with the almost like the shark skin coloured plate bearers and stuff yeah where the,
0: remember the, that the one be- the belly's kind of a grey
1: yeah yeah, yeah like, like sort it. of like that yeah yeah that, that one you know that very reminiscent of Yuka do you know what I mean like um, in that regard and, and that lovely on army and you know all, all the other, you know, all the other, you know, seeing Chris Chris Mills' stuff for the first time, you know. Um, I just think, you know, if, if you can, you know, just as long as the tournament guys, you know, if they are, oh, I will say the people, you know, there are, they do do it, everyone does it. And I think it's perhaps more, you know, if you don't get that, if you don't, if you're not getting that feedback from tournaments or events that you're going to, don't be afraid to go up to these people and ask. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, you know. It, it might seem a little bit intimidating, especially if it's your first couple of events or if you've come up on your own or only with one other mate and you're not in a big gang of people and, you know, all the rest of it just, you know, no one out of all the people that I've met and that I've interacted with since I've been doing tournaments, I've not met one person that has run a tournament that would not give you that feedback and, and, yeah. you know, not you know they wouldn't be a dick about it do you know what i mean like you yeah. know, i remember going to russ the first time and you know everyone though everyone who's met rus's he's, you know he, he's uh you know he's he's the uh he's the dutch to my dylan do you <laughs> know what i mean like he's he's a big lad and he, he, he can seem uh you know quite intimidating to go you know and you know i'm not saying that you know i don't mean that in a nasty way but it can seem quite intimidating these people are are well known and they got a bit of a rep and all the rest of it. But don't be afraid to go out there and say, look, you know, my army didn't get nominated, or you know, if its judges voted, you know, it wasn't considered in the running.
0: No, you
1: know, and, what can I do to what can I do to improve it? Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a good thing to end on, really, because we have. We have kind yeah. of mentioned that a few times. Um, you will notice, listeners, that we have lost the dulcet tones of Ian. He's just texted me saying he's got problems with his internet connection, so he's gone, which means at some point he's probably going to disconnect from this call, which means we'll lose the rest of the recording. Um, he did say there's a football match on his local area, and he uses like just normal phone connection to get on Wi-Fi, so pretty mental. Um, was there anything you wanted to add <laughs> Add Rob before we. I think we should kind of call it. No, no, I, now. Uh,
1: You know, that's, I think that's it. I think, you know, there's a couple of other things I want to touch oh. on, but I think they're good content for other shows as well. So, uh, I
0: mean, I'm glad you know, we, it's all good. We've, we've had Thanks a, for letting me ramble, guys. No, no, and sorry to, sorry to, for the reasons real kind of rob brain download which is great uh, it feels like I mean, sometimes you know when we record it you know it almost feels like you're scratching around for stuff to talk about but there's a lot out there at the moment it's a really good time to record yeah. a podcast so hopefully it won't be too long to we kind of get together i mean then to be honest if we're all available and even if it's just me and you and something you want to chat about maybe we'll put some yeah. of these extra episodes out we'll keep mentioning but um yeah i think we'll call it there before rob before ian kind of ruins the so recording um so, yes yeah, so it's yeah goodbye from me um and i just wanted to mention quickly as always we didn't mention mercia check them out they're doing awesome stuff and um, we've got a new gunship song for the end of this track as well which is amazing so look forward to listening to that as well
1: awesome i just want to say guys thanks for listening for the last year it's yeah. been great uh thank you matt for all your hard work as well bud um thank you ian for your quiet dulcet tones i know you you'll probably you won't listen to this back so you won't even know i've said that um but yeah, thanks everybody, and uh, yeah, we're, here's to another many more years.
0: No, no rush, no, no need to stop what we're doing. That's for sure. Right, yeah, Excellent. thanks for being listeners, and we'll catch up with you next episode where we'll get a little interview lined up. Right. Bye. Bye.